You're listening to Holy Family Parish in Hanover, Ontario, Canada. We're so glad you could join us for this presentation. For more podcasts and video, and to learn more about us, visit our website at holyfamily.ca. Hello there and welcome to Thursday Night Appetizer. It is the 16th of December, 2021, and this is Thursday Night Appetizer with Sam and Charles. Hey, I'm back. And um, yes, as I mentioned, I'm here with my good friend Deacon Charles, who is much clearer than me today because he's using my good camera. <laughs> hey, Sam. You. Uh, you did not mention this week, as you do every week, I will not mention you are the Director of Youth and Evangelization here at Holy Family, of which I'm officially the Deacon. Uh, more importantly, we are here as followers of Jesus to reflect upon, pray with, and share with you our meditations on this coming Sunday's reading. That's right. That is just, my title is basically just a fancy, I don't know what it is, fancy title. What I really do is just tell people about Jesus and help make sure the church does that. <laughs> I, at least I hope to, I like to think that anyway. I, I look like very, I'm, I'm having trouble with the lighting. I'm like, there's a light right above me, which is making it look like I've got a halo or something, but I don't. I just want everyone to know that. You could be a saint. Yeah, but I have to die first. <clears throat> I'm not ready for that yet. So, I feel it's my task to try to be aesthetically appealing, and I noticed that <laughs> this afternoon or this what? evening I am aesthetically matching, appealing. Aesthetically, aesthetically, my my shirt matches the wall, and I've got a uh, Christmas shirt on. Yes, Chewbacca in Christmas lights, tangled up in Christmas lights. Anyway, we're on the kind of a, I can't do it or I'll hurt my voice. I'm a little sick today, so I may not talk as much as normal. Everybody's probably like, phew, sigh of relief. The only problem is I'll talk even that more. That means Charles will do all oh, the talking. Boy. But um, so we got to get going here because we are actually short on time today. So this is going to be a bit shorter than usual. Hopefully we'll get through everything we want to say. So well, one thing we're not going to do is rush. Right. Actually, we are though. So. No, we're not going to rush. So... Let's do the backgrounder. backgrounder. The word blessing occurs a lot in uh, this coming Sunday's passage, which Sam, Sam will read shortly. And the thing about blessing is it runs all through the Bible, from the beginning to the end of the world. And blessing is something that ultimately only God can give us. In the passage we're going to encounter, Mary is going to come to see her cousin Elizabeth, and both are pregnant. Elizabeth is with the baby who will be John the Baptist, and Mary with Jesus. At a human level, we see what we might see like a really heartwarming scene. Two pregnant women embracing and rejoicing. But what we see with the eyes of faith that God is that God himself is present and blessing them. Mary is the first to receive God's blessing as she is the first to receive Jesus. We see the blessing spread because Mary goes on mission. As soon as she conceived Jesus in her womb, she goes to her cousin Elizabeth. And when she greets Elizabeth, Elizabeth too is blessed. And so is her own miraculous baby. John the Baptist. When God blesses us, he foretells good things coming in our future. He assures us that the struggles and limitations of the present are not forever and that the burdens of the past will be lightened. Blessing is the inner state of well-being regardless of our circumstances. Think of these two women, 
Mary is a woman without a spouse, vulnerable in a hostile world that probably judged her. Elizabeth is past the age of childbearing, facing a risky pregnancy, and her son John the Baptist will be an outcast who will be killed for criticizing Herod. Yet they rejoice. So what are the circumstances of your life? It's easier to be content when things are going well, even though this is not guaranteed. It's certainly hard to know that you are blessed when you're dealing with things like pain or loss or even death. We need to know and trust that blessing is what God wants for each one of us. But how can we let God come into our lives? How can we know his blessing? Mary shows us that all blessings are received by a complete act of faith, trusting in God no matter what. And Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. From just a few verses before in Luke's Gospel. Her yes opens a way in the human heart when God comes to offer himself to us. She is the blessed one because she has trusted. I think this is our true preparation for Christmas, saying our own yes to God in all circumstances. This is the way to open our hearts to the true blessings of Christmas, the blessings that show us the way to our ultimate blessing, which will be seeing God in person. First John chapter 3, verse 2 says, What we do know is this, when he is revealed, we will be like him, for we will see him as he is. And that's our backgrounder for this week. Great. Thank you, Charles. Then I'll open with a prayer. If you're uh, watching from home or listening on the podcast, please let's quiet our hearts and uh, invite um, God to be present with us and invite the Holy Spirit into our hearts. Come, Holy Spirit. God, our Father, we praise you, we worship you, we give you glory, we give you thanks, we honor you, we lift you up on high. We recognize, Lord, that uh, we need your presence in our lives, that without you we are lost and broken and alone. We thank you, Lord, for proving that you loved us by sending your Son, Jesus, that while we were still sinners, that he could come and die for us on the cross, to give us redemption, to set us free from our sins, that we could live in freedom and peace and blessing. We ask you, Lord, to open our hearts today by the Holy Spirit and allow us to allow the Word of God to penetrate us. Give us an openness to receive your Word today, whatever it is, whatever the message is for us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to you. Come, Holy Spirit. Mary set out and traveled to the hill country in haste, to a town of Judah, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the infant leapt in her womb. And Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, cried out in a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how does this happen to me, that a mo the mother of my Lord should come to me? For at that moment the sound of your greeting reached my ears. The infant in my womb leapt for joy. Blessed are you who have believed what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. Sam, whenever you're ready to share a thought, word, or image, whatever may come to you that maybe the Holy Spirit speaking to you, just go ahead and we'll start to talk about that. I'm kind of thinking of um, two phrases. First one is, how does this happen to me? And I was just, I, I guess, as part of, partly as you were reading the, the, um, the backgrounder there. Mm -hmm. Just hang on, I don't think people can see you. There you go. Uh, partly as you're reading the backgrounder that you wrote, which is really nice. Um, we're just talking about like some of the things that can happen in our lives that may make us question whether God's blessing us. You know, like death, struggles, struggles with housing, struggles with finances, struggles with health, whatever it is. Um, yeah, I'm a little ill at the moment too. That's why I'm 
I'm quiet. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's I'm just thinking how it's it's often tempting to think of this in the other way. Why why would this happen to me? Why mm. does this happen to me? Or how does this happen to me? In the sense that why would God allow these things in my life? Right? Yeah. Yeah. And Elizabeth's saying it in the other sense, where she's coming from a place of humility and she's saying how does this happen? How does such a good thing happen to me, mm-hmm. even though I'm undeserving? Yeah, I was thinking what a what a difference humility makes in that moment, where, like you said, things didn't turn out that well for for all these people. You know, <laughs> um, their life here on Earth was not it was marked by suffering. All of them, mm-hmm. as as it is for all of us. At the same time, God was blessing her. She recognized the blessing of God in the person of Mary and. I was thinking of an experience I had last week when I was talking to um, uh, the wife of one of the deceased that uh, passed away last week. Kind of a not not a close friend of mine, but a, enough of a friend that we had a conversation about about death and about this this man's life and the things he had done and and his faith. And I just was so struck at how she recognized the blessing in in everything that had happened. Mm-hmm. Yes, he had died, and he wasn't super like he wasn't. As old as many people are, I think he was hoping to, you know, uh, spend more time with us, but that wasn't the Lord's plan. But she just was so thankful and aware of the blessing that she, the blessings she had received, yes. not only through him, but even in his, in his dying and yeah. in the situations around his dying, she was able to see the blessing of God in her life and in her, and in the lives of her children who had, um, you know, or at various places in their journey, let's say their faith and yeah. journey. So she, so she and her husband have been praying for them, praying for them, and praying for them, and and she could see how his death was in many ways a blessing. And I don't say that like I don't really say that lightly. That's a big deal when you can see something as as awful as mm-hmm. the death of a loved one, and you can see, but you can see the hand of God in it, even in the darkness, even in the yeah. difficult times. That's what I like about this, that um, she was able to see the silver lining. And I just, I, I was thinking of that when Elizabeth was, was saying this. Um, she, she saw the blessing in, in Mary, even though it meant, ultimately, it means the cross, right? Ultimately, that's where it mm-hmm. ends, it's the cross. But... Um, yeah, I, I was thinking of, um, let's see if these how these two intersect, but another thing to do with Elizabeth that really caught my attention is that she cried out in a loud voice. Um, I, I can startle very easily. So if I was like in Mary's shoes, and all of a sudden this older, mature cousin like yelling out, blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Like in a loud voice, I would probably feel... Like, I'd be startled. And I think it's important, I, I would say, to recognize that this is a sign of the Holy Spirit who, whose presence is manifest in Elizabeth in, like, a physical, in a physical way, like a loud voice, not necessarily, like, modulated tones. And I was thinking about how followers of Jesus, like me, can easily fall into, like, thinking, well, okay, I will do my best to follow Jesus, which we should. But to some extent, we can moderate what we're willing to do and, and the limit. We try to set limits on what Jesus wants to do in our lives. However, if the Holy Spirit is kind of inspiring and flaming and leading us, 
all of a sudden we just begin to like I I would say we can at least begin to like do and say crazy sounding things but not not crazy in the sense of destructive or chaotic just like things that all of a sudden the whole world needed to hear at that moment that here is the blessed one that is the blessed mother carrying the blessed one um, and and that was the work of the Holy Spirit and maybe even Elizabeth was startled when she yelled like that yeah sound like she kind of just came out with it yeah like I get the impression it was sudden and a movement of the Holy Spirit right it was a yeah so an objection yeah you know like yeah and yeah. I wonder if it would have been kind of startling when you were talking to this this um, recently widowed widowed woman um, not like it was like startling shocking but the things you said could sound a bit startling or shocking to someone who's not a christian mm -hmm. or even to even to christians it's like how can you say that your husband's death is a blessing to your children and when you say those words out loud it's like but aren't you minimizing the, the gravity and the finality of the loss i'm not saying anyone thought that but i i would wonder if that could be a thought right and i wonder if this woman I would say when I think of blessing has like that the Holy Spirit speaking through her that she is uttering what we have to say are prophetic words because we don't know what's going to happen she doesn't know what's going to happen in her children's lives but she can see the Holy Spirit beginning to move and the Holy Spirit's inspiring her to say these things that I wonder if she could like without the Holy Spirit you can't just say things like that do you know what I mean mm -hmm. you, you mean in, res in respect to this the person I was telling yeah, you yeah about? yeah yeah yeah, like I, I was thinking how it's it's um it's a bit like the was it the uh, the second reading we looked at last week? Yes, rejoice in the Lord always. Rejoice in the Lord always. Rejoice. We talked about like the peace that surpasses understanding. Yes, it's a it's a supernatural. Um, uh, uh, it's not really a reasonable thing. You know what I mean? Like I, okay, I, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna use the term. I may I'm making up a word. It is not less than reasonable it's more than reasonable it's like supra reasonable supra natural supra. supernatural right supra yeah supra no but it means it's different than super right yeah like go going above and beyond but not not less than reasonable not irrational but i guess what i was th thinking is w what you said is true it it in 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 the last week that came from the holy spirit yes it's it is a uh it's supranatural yeah to to believe that about death mm -hmm. where it's see you if you were looking at it purely through human eyes right what is worse than someone dying mm -hmm. right it's like in fact that's um the sort of making light of someone's death or or even like belittling it or minimize minim, minimizing minimizing it like you said is pretty insulting right which is not what was happening right no but imagine like somebody came and came to a grieving mother or a grieving wife and said Oh, you know, it's you know, it's good things about your husband dying. You know, like it, you can see how that would be like a callous thing to say. Yeah. But coming from her, it was coming from a place of faith and the the ability that the Holy Spirit gave her to realize something good is coming from this, mm -hmm. right? Like that verse, Romans eight twenty eight, um, all things work work together for good for the good of those who love Him, right? In some mysterious way, and I think it is mysterious, especially when it's death, the some the death of a loved one. Um, God can bring good and blessing into someone's life through through a traumatic or d destructive or final yeah. final event like that. Yeah, and I think that's actually 
beautiful. I, I would say that notion is probably one of the reasons I'm a Christian. Yeah. It is. Because there are times when you there is nowhere else to turn. Right? Yes. I think this is... I, I think I was listening to a talk um, by Bishop Barron, probably the most famous Catholic social media person, I guess. I don't know. But he was quoting St. John Henry Newman, who was saying, like, if you look honestly at the world, it looks... And, and you believe in a, a loving God, it looks like it's basically been discarded by him. Because this mm -hmm. is not the world that would be created by a loving God. And now I'm going to take my own, my own th take the next step forward, because you mentioned this before. I think it's only in looking at my life, and, and especially looking at this world, and the people like, people like, who are dealing with horrible things through the cross, that I can make sense of any of this. Like Elizabeth, Elizabeth and Mary, the, the, the baby, unborn baby, John, even baby Jesus, all of them, it's like, it's all on the sign of the cross. And one way, like another way to think about this to me is like, it's not like there's some impersonal force, like in the Star Wars movies, that just like stuff just happens. The Holy Spirit is a person. So somehow Elizabeth meets the Holy Spirit in a really unique way. And she on the inside, like the Bible refers to us as having body, soul, and spirit. But on the inside of who we are, the Holy Spirit can encounter us and speak to us. And what the Holy Spirit says does not bring about chaos or harm, but but I don't know. There's there's something very deep within us that only the Holy Spirit can fathom. That's what it says about the human heart in the catechism of the Catholic Church. Like only the Holy Spirit really knows what's going on in your heart, Sam, or my heart or whoever you are watching or listening, it's like the Holy Spirit can speak to you there and can reveal to you what's in your heart even when you don't know. And so what is in this, this woman's heart? We're referring to one person, but any one of us who's dealing with death and yet are people of faith or struggling for faith, it's like the Holy Spirit, I feel like our hearts are more opened in those moments to consider the possibility that the Holy Spirit wants to speak to us and that therefore there are prophetic things that happen when people respond in faith. Mm -hmm. Like, I think this woman was witnessing to you, just to take one example, and I've, I've had people witness to me out of their suffering as people Absolutely. of faith. Absolutely. It, it, in, it inspired me to hear her speak mm -hmm. this way, right? These are things that I know and I believe, mm -hmm. but at the same time, hearing it applied in the way that she was, you know, dealing with this very, very difficult time mm -hmm. was so moving. It was very, very moving. And it, it changed, for me, it changed the whole funeral. I was, I was at his funeral later, and um, it changed my whole experience of the funeral. Yeah. It, just knowing, I guess, knowing that um, her faith in that, that, the, mm -hmm. that this was happening, was, was so... And I, I, I was thinking about her, her children and her family, too, and it was a beautiful funeral. There were lots of people there. And, but um, I was thinking, like, it's a witness to all of them. Right? Yeah. To, to have her speak that way about it. And, so a question I've often had, and I have some answers for, but I want to ask you is, I want to focus back on the Holy Spirit as kind of the, 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 main, the main person acting in the scene that we encountered, right? So if, if, if whether someone's a Christian or not, um, how can we invite the Holy Spirit in so that he is speaking to us and, and speaking through us and acting in our lives in a way that that we're blessed, like Mary and Elizabeth, and in the encounter of them. Mm. Just like, how can we invite the Holy Spirit in? It to me is a huge question. Yeah, 
There's no living, there's no Christian that's spiritually alive without the Holy Spirit. That's yeah. true. Yes, that's true. But we can um, certainly block Holy Spirit out. Mm-hmm. Not listen. Not, yeah. Not invite. Not be open. That kind of thing. That's I think why we pray at the beginning of our reflection time. Mm-hmm. Sort of just consciously allow the Holy Spirit to come in. Yes. I think, like you said, the Holy Spirit's always there. I don't know, theologically, maybe, you know, don't fact-check me, but um, the Holy Spirit's always there with every believer, but um, we certainly can cooperate or not, kind of in a moment-to-moment daily basis. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know for me it's it's really like a gradual thing. It's like it sort of accumulates in a way. I, and I, I think the word for me is disposed. Hmm. If I'm disposed to receive the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. in a given moment, it's because I prepared earlier to be disposed. You know, um, simple practical things like confession, receiving the sacraments, daily prayer, reading the scripture, and like we just did, consciously inviting the Holy Spirit in. Okay, and let me add two things that are complementary to what you said, maybe. Well, one is, just looking at Mary, the first person to receive the Holy Spirit, in the fullness that Christ came to, to birth, with it, came to be conceived within her, and then eventually to be born of her at Christmas, as we remember. But two things. One, she says to God unconditionally, let it be done to me according to your word. That was the line I quoted in the backgrounder. Mm-hmm. It's unconditional trust of God. That, I think, is a huge one, which I think is gradual sometimes but sometimes it's just i think for me in difficult circumstances just saying to god okay god i trust you do whatever you want with me here and now because i know that you are going to bless me that like unconditional trust and i think the other thing about mary is as soon as we are ready to trust god and go on mission because there's no one who receives the holy spirit who just receives for themselves it immediately leads them outward to other people the Holy Spirit's coming into our lives immediately leads us out to other people to share the Holy Spirit with them, to share God with them. And I maybe could add as well, even if you're not a Christian or you have someone know someone who's not a Christian, the Holy Spirit is already is already trying to get their attention, tapping them on the shoulder kind of thing. Uh, so even if you're not a Christian, the Holy Spirit wants to be part of your life. And in fact, to help you help you to meet Jesus, which is what happens with Mary and Elizabeth in the, in the encounter we're talking about. Anyway, I was just thinking about how the complete trust that Mary has, that's why she is, to me, the model Christian, is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really, that's what we're going for. Mm-hmm. Mary's trust, right? Yeah. Mary's Mary's fiat is like the... the yeah, pin, Latin for... Latin, Latin for act of faith or faith, Yeah, right? Yeah, let it be done or something let like that. Let it be done? Yeah. Is what she said. Mm-hmm. But her total, like you said, total gift of herself to God and to his will... Yeah is what we're Christians aspire to that. That's why she's so important. She's she's the example. And that's why I think all of the gifts and amazing things that are in anyone's life, including the lives of Christians, they really only bear fruit if they are rooted in a very simple faith that is not not necessarily the faith of the most gifted people. Like I think one of the thing about things about Mary and Elizabeth in this situation is they're not the people you would pick if you wanted if God was like thinking like people, he would like go for, like again, the apostles who are chosen. They're not necessarily the most naturally or socially or economically prominent gifted people around. They, they have their own gifts, there's no doubt, but 
um, that that act of faith is something open to absolutely everybody, no matter who you are, because it's just saying, I trust you. Jesus, I trust in you. God, I trust in you. Okay, thanks everybody for joining us on Thursday Night Appetizer. We had a little more to say, but I can't talk anymore. Charles, do you have any final words? I uh, just remembering something from our friend Brian from a couple of months ago where he said, no matter what happens, when there's more and more volatility, the most important thing that we can do and that the Holy Spirit wants us to do is just to be really welcoming to everyone we meet. And I think for me that means especially this week and next week, just slowing down, slowing down, slowing down, and just like not trying to get a bunch of stuff done, just <clears throat> focusing on the people in front of us, just like Mary focuses on Elizabeth and allowing Christ to be present through my presence. Easy for you to say. Okay. Slowing down, slowing down. No, that's a good, that's a good message to end on. So thanks everybody for joining us for Thursday Night Appetizer. We'll see you again next week. Hopefully. Pray for Sam. Pray for me that I get my voice back. Bye. <laughs>